Life Audio. The Ryan Reese Show from Southern California. This is The Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Are you ready? Ready. All right, it is going down this Saturday night. We are doing the question and answer thing. A lot of you guys have been sending in your questions to our Instagram our uh, Facebook, and we've been compiling them all, and we have several, and we're going to try to get through as many as we can, but we also want to take our time to really um, unpack these things so you guys can get clear understanding on what the biblical view says about this question. I have uh, Wade O'Neill in studio and Sean McKeon. So guys, we guys want to get into it? Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. What, yeah. what do we got? What's the first question? All right. This first question, I think you wrote this question, right? Mm-hmm. How do you I wrote this question. Yeah, yeah. How do you stay looking 20 years old? <laughs> <laughs> I did see that, actually, on my uh, social media come in. Well, um, I, uh, I do a lot of Botox. I do a lot of filler, uh, a lot of uh, liposuction. Um, go under the knife several times a year. No, actually, I, go, I do none of that. Um, you know, I don't know, man. I just, you know, got that, I guess I get that Hispanic blood, you know? Special just- lotions. We'll go with that. <laughs> Dead Sea. <laughs> there you go. Hey, I want to thank you for that compliment. Um, it actually doesn't say it's – it could be spoken of me or somebody else. Th- was it you? Did you ask me? No. <laughs> All right. So let's get – And in. I don't dye my hair. Okay. All right. Any more confessions? Yeah, that's it. Okay. All right. There's going to be some cool questions coming through. You know, like we said, a Q&A times are a lot of times you guys being able to, to share in. So I would say this, continue to send in your questions, comment on any of the, the posts that you see, and we'll make sure that we Absolutely. Uh, grab them. Um, why, why does God not heal my chronic depression? That's the question. Hmm. So somebody battling with, with depression, why are not being healed at this time? I have a question. About that, first of all, before we, we get into it, um, why doesn't God heal? Um, now, there are several things that if – as you look into health, like my wife, for instance, is into health, so she reads a lot of um, different articles and different things. And there is things that cause um, – it could, like it could be within your diet. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be stuff that you're being exposed to. There's a lot of different things that can cause depression uh, and they're and they're finding they're finding this even through foods and and different um, you know drinks and different things that you could be putting in your body. So number one, I would say, go to the doctor mm-hmm. and have them run blood tests and have them run. You know, you could be off balance with a chemical. You know, like one we have we have a friend. I've said this several times on a on this radio show, but we have one one of our friends. You know, um, um, I'm not going to say his name here, but he. Uh, he he's either up or down, you know. He could be really high and like excited, or he could be like really depressed and off. And he uh, he has a chemical imbalance, so he takes some. Um, the you know his doctor prescribes him not not. It's not a. It's like a chemical, uh, like a what is it like a, a supplement mm-hmm. to to fill that place in his brain that makes him level. So there's many things, or you could be depressed. Because of situations that go on in your life, things that you've been through in your life, um, there's there's many different things. But you know, uh, some of this stuff can just be cured with going through and seeing if you have a chemical imbalance or if there's something going on in, in your diet, um, or there could be like a serious problem. Yeah. Um, and why doesn't God heal? 
um, he heals some and somebody doesn't, you know? Yeah. You know, um, when it, this comes up, whether it's depression or anxiety, I, I do think it's important to note, like, there are some forms of, of physical anxiety that people mm-hmm. battle with. Some people that are, like, right on for the Lord, um, but it's just an anxiousness. It's mm-hmm. like they're, they're thorn in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be in chronic depression as well. Mm-hmm. There could be those aspects. But when it comes to spiritual depression mm-hmm. or spiritual anxiety, right. uh, th- that's another factor. And that, that's something that could only be... Um, solved in the spiritual realm mm-hmm. um, because we, we see it. We see the bat- sometimes if you're battling with sin, you're battling with mm-hmm. discouragement. You know, the enemy can use those things to cloud your judgment, cloud your vision. Mm-hmm. Um, depression just going down. You feel like the world is just caving in on you. You're never going to find yourself out of these situations. And we have so much encouragement throughout the scriptures of, of being reminded that the Lord will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Do not be afraid, do not be dismayed, because many of those that the Lord is speaking to, and for us here today, mm-hmm. we battle with fear, we battle with doubt, we battle with confusion, we have bad seasons, we have bad days. Um, and so, uh, as far as, when Ryan mentioned it, like, as far as healing, yeah, God chooses to, to heal who he chooses to heal. Sometimes he allows our our weaknesses to be places of dependency upon him. And if that's what it takes for me to be dependent upon the Lord uh, in a weakness of my flesh, then the Lord sees fit that, that that's a good thing for me. It keeps me close to the heartbeat of God. What would you say, Wayne? I think it, I mean, there's, there's so much validity to everything both of you guys are saying, right, on like the physical side of things. I, I do believe that you can pray and ask the Lord for wisdom, and he'll, and he'll show you things in your life that might be, might be contributing uh, to the simple things, simple practical things. Um, uh, on another on another note, why like the question is why won't, why doesn't the Lord deliver me or heal me from these things? I think initially you ha- there has to be a moment of accepting it. It's bearing your cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times we can add to the depression or the suffering by constantly trying to get out of it. And sometimes we just need to accept what the Lord's allowed into our life mm-hmm. and trust Him for the future and what He's going to do tomorrow. And then begin to examine your own heart and exa- mm-hmm. examine your own life and ask the Lord if there's things in my life that aren't pleasing to the Lord. If there's, if there's something in my life that the Lord is trying to bring to the surface and deal with. But if we're constantly running away from it and trying to get out of it, mm-hmm. sometimes we never reach the depths of what God is really trying to show us in it. And so um, do I believe the Lord can deliver and will deliver? Yeah, absolutely. But I do think there needs to be an, an acceptance of the cross that the Lord is allowing and not mm. a pushing away of it before you can really get to the depths of what God is trying to show you sometimes. Mm. You know, and this depression is a loaded question because when you really think about it, like what kind of depression is it? You were saying, Sean, that, you know, like some could be like spiritual warfare, Right. And we've I've I've prayed for people that were depressed. There was that girl that we prayed for here, uh, Wade. She was depressed and suicidal and anxiety and all this stuff. And it turned out she had a demon in her. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. And and she was all dude. When I came in that office, she was just looking down. When you guys yeah. were talking, she's looking down. And it turned out she had a demon in her. And and I'm not saying this whoever sent this question has a demon in her, but there was there was this type that was a spiritual. This girl had a demon in her. She was 15 years old. Then. There is the other kind of oppression, spiritual oppression, because of things that you're watching, things that you're allowing in your life, garbage in, garbage out, and you're feeling oppressed. You're feeling fogginess. You, you might have 
you know, someone do, bring, doing drugs, one of your kids doing drugs in the room, or maybe they're involved with demonic stuff and it's bringing oppression. So you have this cloud of fogginess around you because you're allowing this stuff in your life. So that could be happening. It could be spiritual. It's not even physical, but then there's other sides where it could even be your diet where there's stuff that your body just doesn't, is not good with. And it's causing, you know, uh, this, this, this form of life in your life that can be uh, taking care of these are facts. You just got to do your research. You can't just say I'm depressed. Yeah. Now I'm not talking to this person either. I'm just talking to to people in general. Or you're watching nine to eleven hours of screen time a day, living on your phone. Statistics say that it causes depression. Watching pornography all day causes depression. So this is a loaded question. Why are you depressed? Are you watching porn all day? Well, statistics say that's why you're depressed. Stop watching porn. Mm. If you're looking at whatever, if you're just watching like rap videos and, you know, metal videos and all this stuff and you're like, I'm a Christian. I just love Slipknot and, you know, I'm watching this stuff. No wonder you're depressed. Like, I'm telling you, this is a, a loaded question or I'm, I'm not a depressed kind of guy. I don't get depressed, but I could tell you this when I don't go skateboard, if I don't like go work out as in like, you know, break a sweat, mm-hmm. dude, be working you know, you have kids, you have a wife, you're doing all these things. If you're not breaking a sweat and you're just doing this all day long, dude, I start getting anxiety and I do start getting depressed. I'm just kind of like, Oh man, I don't feel right. I'm just like, you have to like, you have to go break a sweat. Like what? Think about fit. You did a lot of this stuff. I believe is physical with people. Mm -hmm. They're not, they're, 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 they're not exercising. They're not eating good. They're not reading the Bible spiritually. They're not doing anything. And you're sitting at home not doing anything. Of course you're depressed. Or something bad happens and you're just, oh, man, this is – you're the victim. Oh, man, this is my life. My parents got divorced. It's this and that. And, yeah, it's horrible. But God called us to be victorious. You have to do something to, to, to make your life better. If you just sit in your in, – in, in, in this place of, of – you know, my, my, my wife, she came from a divorced family. Mm-hmm. It wasn't pretty. It was a very young age. But what did she do? Did she call herself the victim? No, she went and she got educated. She worked hard. She, she was going to school, going to college, working two jobs. She was doing because she wanted to make a better life for herself. She didn't just sit in the misery of her, you know, that she got divorced at a very young age of a splinter life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there comes a time. When I OD'd in a hotel room and I decided, what am I going to do with my life? Like, I had to make... I had to make moves to do something with my life. I had to decide I'm not going to use drugs anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch porn anymore. I'm not going to go out and just sleep with girls and have bad relationships. Like I had to do something in my life to decide, like I'm going to put God first and I'm going to let him change my life. I desperately need his life. I was messed up. Mm-hmm. I didn't just live like, Oh, my life stinks. And I guess drugs is just my outcome for the rest of my life. And I guess I'm just going to watch porn and I guess I'm just going to, sleep with girls and not have a relationship and just do whatever I want and just live like, like this. Mm. No, like you, I, I didn't, I couldn't do it on my own. I needed God's help, but I had to change things. Okay. Here's another thing with diet. I was, I was breaking out with hives a lot constantly. Mm. I could not stop breaking out with hives. I had like a physical, something was going on in my life. So I went to the doctors to find out why do I keep bringing out with hives? They thought you're stressed out. I go, I'm not stressed out right now, but you're stressing me out. I tell me I'm stressed out. It wasn't that I was stressed out. I had to change my diet. Now, 
that was hardcore. I had to stop drinking coffee, and all I could eat, basically all I could drink is water, fruits, and vegetables. Do you know how hardcore that is? Yeah. Literally, fruits and vegetables is all I can eat. No fried foods, no meat, no nothing. Just fruits and vegetables, raw fruits and vegetables and water. And I had to do that for eight months. Now, I didn't want to do that. That was horrible. That was torture. My body did not want to do that. But I did it. And guess what? My, my whole diet, my whole life, I stopped breaking out. I started getting more energy. I started getting fo- – everything changed in my life. But I had to go through and say, dude, I am not well. The way I'm living is not getting any better. It's getting worse, and I'm tired of breaking out lives. Maybe you're tired of being depressed. You have to take action and make some changes spiritually and physically. And during that time, I was going to church and reading the Bible a lot as well. So I'm just saying, like, I'm talking to people, like, there's this whole, like, generation of, like, going, I'm depressed. What am I going to do? And they don't do anything. They don't make any changes. There's people right now that I know that are like, my life stinks. I'm miserable. I'm suicidal. But yet they keep going back to their crazy ex-boyfriend that verbally abuses them and beats them. Like, no duh. Like, why do you still live in the same life and you're not even trying to make any changes? Mm -hmm. If you're getting DUIs and you're drinking and you keep making stupid mistakes and sleeping with wrong people, blacking out, why do you keep doing it? No wonder you're depressed. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know... When it comes to depression in this culture with mental health, this whole crisis of mental health, the problem is people are just staying stuck in their same routine and they're expecting something to change. No wonder nothing's changing. And I'm talking about physically and spiritually and depression is a loaded question. There's people that are mentally that have d- depression. That's a thing because I know that you dealt with that. Yeah, but it's also like I, everything you're talking about right now is my own reality as well. Right. It's like, yeah, there's got to come a point in your life where it's just like, yeah, I, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not like, I mean, again, I get, like you said, it's a loaded question, right? But yeah. for me, it's just like, no, I'm not, I'm not playing this game anymore. Exactly. You know, I'm not playing this game anymore. Um, there were certain things in my life that, that I had to cut out of my life. You know, and like, you can't say like you're, you're struggling with depression and this may not be pertinent to this person that asked this question, but you can't say you're struggling with depression. We're talking like general to a huge crowd of people right now, but you're not unwilling, especially a believer and you're you're not unwilling to like detach from social and really seek the Lord, or you're not willing to like, just get up and move. You know, the the Bible says, and I don't want to get on, on a, on a tangent here, but the Bible also says like. You got to be a good steward of your health. You got to be a good steward of the temple that the Lord resides yes. in, right? And yes. so I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. And sometimes you, you just got to move <laughs> and you got to take care of yourself. So, uh, again, loaded question. Let's talk, let's talk about the temple, though. I like what yeah. you said there. Okay, let's just use that for an example, okay? If the Bible says that we are the temple of the Lord because we have the Holy Spirit uh, inside of us, then now let's put that back on ourselves and and people that are listening if this is the temple of the lord now let's look at our lives of how we're treated if we're if yeah. picture like if it's like a if it's god's if god's temple right like if, if it was a physical thing that was like a, a building would we not just like our church here you know this is the church it's not the temple of the lord but the holy spirit's here and, and god works here but we take care of it mm-hmm. make sure the walls are painted we pick up the trash we're not like you know you know, destroying the place, writing graffiti on her, you know, we're taking a 
we're taking care of everything. But in the same way, we are the temple of the Lord. So now let's put it on ourselves. What are we putting into our bodies? What are we putting our bodies into? What, what are we? Are we not like taking care of our bodies? Are we just, you know, gluttony is a sin. Did you know that? Gluttony is a sin. We never talk about that in the church, yeah. for an example. Yeah. Eating. Yes. What are we putting in yeah, our Wade. bodies? Yeah, Wade. Yeah, yeah. Sean, I didn't want to say anything, but yeah. since we're live on the air now, I'll just tell you. No, but I'm saying, <laughs> no, yeah. like, we're supposed to take care of our bodies yes. physically. Yeah, and when you take care yeah. of your bodies physically... By, I'm not saying you have to have, you know, you have to be all super worked out and all that. But when you're physically like just walking, you sweat out the toxins, you're getting rid mm. of the, the, the poison and stuff in your body and you feel better. Like when you go in the sauna, yeah. right? Or the, the sauna or what's the other one? The steam room or whatever. Yeah. Your, your body is made to get rid of these toxins. This is why there's so much cancer and all this stuff in the world. You're putting all this poison in. You're not exercising. You're not sweating out. No wonder you feel like, like, you know. The way you feel. Mm-hmm. Now I was telling you, I go into this I, since I've been going to the, the sauna a lot, uh, sweating a lot. I sleep less. Like I wake up and I feel like supercharged. Mm-hmm. It's true physically mm-hmm. that will help you. And if you can't just sit in front of a screen all day, statistics say you will be depressed. Not even getting vitamin D. Did you know vitamin D is a thing? Like being in the sun, you get vitamin D. This is why Norway and Sweden and all these places that don't have some for years, the depression and the suicide is high because they're not getting vitamin D. But thank God we have doctors that get you can get supplements, vitamin D. I'm just saying like there's a physical side of things and there is a spiritual. The kids like when, you know, you follow like – I don't know if you follow the, that Instagram. It's like the, the 90s or something or the 80s or whatever. It's, I think it's called like the 80s or when we were kids. And it shows like a picture of like, you know, building blocks or like b- bricks and a piece of wood. And you're jumping on your BMX bike. Like, remember those days? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, you're like, there's like a kid laying down or like the girl, the girl from the neighborhood. And they're like, they're like jumping. I'm like, you know, like the kids back then when we were growing up, we were outdoors in the vitamin D in the sun, exercising, bringing stuff out by the time you get in. You're tired, you know? Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's opposite. Everyone's in front of their devices all day long. And then they go to work and they're in front of their devices more. And, 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 and you wonder why there's this mental health crisis. I mean, it's really simple when you really think about it. Mm-hmm. Look at how you're treating the temple. Like, literally, are you really looking out for yeah. your, your, your body as in physical? Mm-hmm. Are you taking care of it? Or are you just that old saying, garbage in, garbage out? Yeah. What are you putting in and what do you expect to come out? You know what I mean? It's we could yeah. go on forever no, no, with this. For but, sure. it's, but this is all facts, I'm telling you. You have to you have to tend to all these things because just like on the spiritual level, if you forsake the reading and the praying, it's gonna come out in your life. Um, if you forsake and just not taking care of yourself physically, mm-hmm. you are going to pay the consequence. And it hinders you in everything. It hinders you in life, it hinders you in ministry, mm-hmm. hinders you in your relationships as well. You're already gonna have challenges you know in life like um people will people that take good care of themselves and and take care of their health there are times they'll still get cancer they'll still battle through things but they'll be able to go through these things in, in a different way and perspective is very important like um we have to really take note that like we're, we're not guaranteed tomorrow and like like you said it's about the, the temple that the god has given to us we do need to take care of ourselves um, I, I found it easy. Like when you don't have your device, it's crazy. Like nowadays you just go to the park, 
And it's like, you feel like, this is, is this heaven? <laughs> it's, it's just chill. Like, it's just a chill yeah. vibe. It, it changes your perspective for a moment. I know. You know, um, because know. sometimes you're in the grind of everything. You're just, like, overwhelmed. Uh-huh. You know, and, walk, I, yeah, walk. like, it, it's, it's so important. And, yes, you said, like, young people, like, you know, and people, there are things that people just eat real bad, like, on, on a lot of stuff. And it does affect you physically. They're, they are finding studies of things that actually do destroy you. So... For this question, it's something where you just have to do inventory, you know, yes. and you do do your best. Like, first, I would start spiritually. Pray. Ask the Lord if there's stuff in your life that needs to change. Is it the is it the screen time? Is it pornography? Is it sin? It's different aspects of sin. Remove those things. If you remove those things and don't continue living that lifestyle, um, and then you there's no change, you still are feeling this way, then yeah, yeah, look for, at the physical aspect as well. Um, and then be praying. Talk and about take the care spiritual, yourself. though, because we were talking about the physical, but also the way you take care of the, the physical, yeah. you need to take care of the spiritual. So how do you take care of the spiritual? You said, like, get rid of things that you're, yeah. you know, that could be affecting it, but the importance of the word, church, yeah. studying, and all that stuff, because that's taking care of the, the spiritual that's in the temple. Well, think, think the, about this. Two, two areas, um, a couple areas, that Paul, three areas that are off the top of my head where Paul speaks about life as a race or the spiritual life as a race. In, in Hebrews chapter 12, he says, as we are in this race and we need endurance, he says, remove any sin or any other thing that ensnares you or hinders you in your walk with God. Mm-hmm. And then you just do inventory. What's hindering me? What's slowing me down? If I'm in a race and if you're in a physical race, you don't want anything to weigh you down, to slow you down. You don't want to look back. Um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, it talks about discipline. I discipline my body that when I preach to others, I myself am not disqualified. And I press on to that upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Like I believe in Philippians, it brings it up as well. But also in um, 2 Timothy, uh, Tim, uh, Paul would say, I finished the race. So... Oftentimes, the spiritual life is spoken of as a race, and we need endurance. We need to remove sin from our lives. We need to discipline our lives. And what does that look like? It's the praying. It's the reading. It's the sharing my faith. It's being activating the spiritual gifts in my life so I can live a life that is of value. I can live a life that was given to me by God, and I'm, I'm living at the highest capacity that I can mm-hmm. because it's been said before, this life will soon be passed. All that you do in Christ is going to be the thing that lasts. Mm-hmm. And so those exhortation that Paul gives us multiple times uh, and the writers, do not boast about tomorrow. You do not, not know what a day may bring forth. James says that. Like uh, These things are real. Mm-hmm. And so we need to be prepared, take care of ourselves spiritually through the Word, through prayer, and it is a battle because there will always be hindrances. The enemy doesn't want you to read, doesn't want you to pray, doesn't want you going to church that teaches the word. But all of these things are going to add value and strength to your life spiritually, mm-hmm. and it will help you. That's why when you just come to church and you sit into like in worship and you come in without distractions and then you listen to the study, like God will speak to you through through those moments. Mm-hmm. And then when you're t- having time where you're reading, perspective changes mm-hmm. your perspective of yeah. stuff. Uh, and before you know it, because other than that, what is determining your mood and, and everything you're going through? Everything that's just coming your way. Your life, your bills, your mm-hmm. situations at home. You're just dealing with things as they come without any perspective and you'll go down. If you're 
if your spiritual state is weak and no good and your physical state is weak and no good, your mood is going to be jacked because your mood comes from your spiritual yeah. and your physical. It's not just your it's not just the spiritual. Well, let's talk about purpose, right? It's like you're you're depressed. What's your purpose in your life? And you're talking about Paul in First Corinthians nine. He says, "I discipline my body, lest when I preach to others, mm-hmm. I become disqualified." Mm-hmm. And so, if you're not like, what, if, I, I take care of myself because I want I want to serve the Lord to the best I can, mm-hmm. the greatest capacity. I mean. I mean, tra- you travel a lot. It takes a toll on your body. And at the end of the day, I want to be prepared to serve the Lord to the greatest capacity. So if you're depressed, it comes down to you need to really seek the Lord and say, Lord, what is the purpose of my life? Mm-hmm. And then you begin to take care of your body, you take care of your mind, you take care of your heart, your relationship with God, because you want to you want to be fit for the master's use at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100 100 percent. I mean, I, I don't know. I know we keep going on this, but I'm going to I'm going to go yeah, and talk. Go I'm going to go and talk about this really quick, though. But like, for, for instance, here, here's a perfect example of how uh, depression could work. I got hurt. I hurt my back skateboarding years ago when I was 40, actually. Um, happy birthday, 40 year old. <laughs> it was my first date too with my wife to be. OK, my first date before I started dating her. I got hurt my back. I couldn't even walk. Couldn't even put my socks on. I was in my house trying to put my socks on to go on my first date. Like, I don't think I'm going to make this one. <laughs> anyway, I was limping when I picked her up and walked to the – we went to go to a POD concert. Yeah, but barely could walk. Anyway, um, that moment in time changed the whole course of my life. I, I was going to doctors. I was going to physical therapists, and no one could find out what was going on. It was the psoas muscle. It's mm. what goes to the back of your lower spine and then goes, connects inside your hip. So they're working on my whole back and telling me to do all these stretches and all this stuff and physical therapy. And, and nothing's fixing this thing because it's the psoas muscle. It's, it's in your hip, in your growing area. So I'm doing all this stuff and nothing's happening. I can't skate for like a year. I'm getting depressed now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I got chronic pain. In my, I'm, dude, I had chronic pain. I was irritable, angry, mad because I was in chronic pain and I'm eating, you know, the whatever, Tylenols or Advils or whatever, and nothing's fixing this problem. And finally, you know, after being so frustrated, I'm like, I'm never going to skateboard again. I sold my Harleys. I'm, I can't ride my motorcycles. I'm just like, I sold everything. I, I'm just like, I'm, I'm like literally getting depressed. So, all, so what did I do? I'm like, I'm getting depressed because I'm not active. So I start just, I'm, I live, that was when I lived by Laguna Beach and I'm walking through Laguna Beach Hills and I just listen to Bible studies because I'm like, I got to feed my spirit, but I got to walk. I got to be active because I'm an active guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm doing like, dude, three to four hours walks through the mountain, mm-hmm. through the hills or whatever, listen to Bible studies. I'm feeding my spirit. I'm physically training my body because I'm active, even though I couldn't figure it out. And then finally, long story short, I finally figured out after watching YouTube videos, forget the stupid doctors and all the, <laughs> the, the physical therapist i started looking at youtube videos lower back pain and then i found out we know try this the psoas muscle these stretches Mm. and dude i got it under i got it under wraps Mm. and now i could skateboard and i'm Mm. but my point is with this whole thing is i could have just been like i'm depressed i can't skate i'm just in my life this is just what i got my 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 cars this is what i've dealt with no, I kept going. I kept trucking. I stayed active to do what I could because I knew I had to break sweat so I could think clearly. And then I was feeding my spirit at the same time. And then I continued trying to knock through doors to find out what was going on. Doctors, physical therapists. And then as I started going through YouTube channels, I found out what it was. And therefore is that basically happened where I got back on track. Then I tore my rotator cuff. Another situation, doctors and all them couldn't figure it out how the thing. I started watching YouTube videos of how to stretch it. And now 
I'm able to surf. I can surf. I can do everything. And I'm fully skateboarding again. But I didn't sit in that wounded space. I figured it out. And um, I didn't sit in that depressed place. And too many people are sitting. Something happened to them in their life. And they're just wounded. I'm never going to get better. This is it. No, it's not. God has called us to be overcomers. We can be victorious in him. And he will give us wisdom as we take care of our bodies physically and spiritually. You can overcome. I'm telling you, I've done it. People do it. We've all done it. Don't just sit in this slump and just be like, this is all I, this is my life. You can change no matter whatever area you're in in your life. God's got your back and he wants to help you and he will lead you and guide you uh, through this. It's just, it's, it's biblical. He'll do it. So I know we, we went off on this whole thing, but seriously, depression is a big thing Mm -hmm. and it's a loaded question and there's many forms of uh, depression. And I truly believe that there's people that are depressed, but they could come out of this. It's not like a, a thing that they were born with, you know, like, you know, like a, they, they could overcome this and God can do it and he'll walk them through it. Um, you guys don't forget to go to YouTube and click on uh, Ryan Reese official, get the, all the past radio shows, share them with your friends, like them, go to the whosoevers.com, um, book us to come out and bring the great commission to you wherever you're at globally. If you want to donate to help us continue our missions, which bring in the gospel to the public schools, we do conferences. We do, we do everything. We just, we teach the word of God and we bring people to the Lord. Go to, uh, check out my book, uh, Kill the Noise, um, Finding Meaning Above the Madness. This is a discipleship faith builder book that can help you find your purpose. This is why I wrote it. Wherever you're at, God will help you in that season. I love you guys. We'll be back in two minutes right after the break. Peace. More of The Ryan Reese Show coming up. Post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Ryan Reese show. All right. Well, we just had a wild first half of the show about <laughs> depression. So if you're, if you're interested in depression, you're going to have to come back to that show on our YouTube channel. Thank you, Wade O'Neill 
and uh, Sean McKean. They are actually pastors over here at Calvary uh, Chapel Diamond Bar at my dad's church, Raul Reese, here in uh, Los Angeles area. Um, well, we're just taking questions, so let's go to the next question. I think we answered one. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> l- let's talk a, like a general question. This is a simple question, but very, very valuable. Is there a right way to study the Bible, Wayne? Is there a right way to study the Bible? Yeah, I think, yeah, there is a right and a wrong way to study the Bible. Somebody, yeah, for right? sure. Yeah, absolutely. How about what's the best way? <laughs> I, to me, I think the best way to study the Bible is with the Bible itself and a Bible that has like cross references. Yeah, I like that. Um, you know, that to me, sitting alone w- with the text, a lot of times when I when I'm putting together Bible studies, um, commentary is really like the last thing mm-hmm. that I ever even if I ever even end up using it. And you know, there's there are difficult texts. Mm-hmm. But if you like spend time alone with the word and a Bible that has some cross references in it, like I was in Proverbs two this morning mm-hmm. and uh, this Bible has cross references in it, and it brought me over to this portion of Job and it just like gave me just this complete understanding of what the what the word was trying to say. But if you allow the Bible to be the com- the best commentary of the Bible, yeah. like you won't go wrong. Now, are, are there amazing resources? Yeah, absolutely. There's amazing resources. Start with the text, but then I think there there's some safe ones out there. I mean, Haley's Bible Handbook is a solid resource. Blue Letter Bible is a solid resource that I use. And then, I mean, a lot of I'm a big audio guy. I love listening to Chuck. Um, that's really helpful to me. But is there a wrong way to study the Bible? Yeah, the wrong way to study the Bible is to go to to man first. That's a wrong way to study the Bible. You should sit alone with the text. Let there be, let the Bible be the commentary of the Bible. Get the whole counsel of God, and then once you've done your own homework, yeah, seek some seek some good resources. Mm-hmm. Usually, the dead guys are the best guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's a really simple way to answer a. How about a question. for someone like for me, like when I when I gave my life to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a I got a Bible that had it was like a study Bible. Um, it was a study Bible. It had notes in the in the bottom, like a little mini commentary. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's because that kind of helped me? Like got people that were just kind of getting into yeah. into it, were just to get the f- basic foundation. Like you read it right, and the cross reference is good. But they have some some stuff when you first get into the Bible and you're just like illiterate when yeah. in the Bible. They have like, like for student Bibles, like yeah. a, there was one for like junior high, yeah. if there's a junior high yeah. student here or like a high school or, uh, you know, college study Bible, they could read it. And if they don't understand what the verse is, it kind of has a little mini commentary. Yeah, I'll list a few of them for you. Just, just to get that. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously the word for today, Pastor Chuck's yeah. study Bible is amazing. Um, the uh, Schofield is good. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I like the Schofield study Bible. That's easy. The the life. I love the life application study Bible. Um, that's available in the New Living Probably Translation. One I, of the more thorough ones. Yeah, and I think if if you I, think wa- I have that one. Yeah, yeah. if you want to start one. somewhere, that's a that's an amazing place to start. And yeah, I, I'm it glad makes you it brought. Easy. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because it, it is. It's right there in the text. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, we all have multiple Bibles, multiple study Bibles, yeah. but those three, I think, the uh, Schofield Study Bible, mm-hmm. Pastor Chuck's Study Bible, and then the Life Application Study yeah. Bible, to me, are you can't go wrong with them because you read it because like even like you know now obviously I'll, I'll be reading through it and and then all of a sudden like this verse come comes up and you're like what exactly like what's, what what does the commentary kind of say on mm-hmm. this just to kind of get more of a picture yeah. and it really helps. Understand and simplify stuff as well as as people are going through it. And then obviously the Chuck Smith studies. I'm a fan, uh, as we all are, um, of the Word for Today app. It's on the yeah. the, the um, 
what's it called, the App Store, mm-hmm. Word for Today with Chuck Smith, and he has all the different Bible teachings as well. So you do your personal, and then you, you can read through that or listen to that as well, like when you're driving. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I like to do is I have the Bible app on my phone. So when I get up in the morning, I, I even have the K-Wave app as well. So I'll, like my, my normal day is I get up, I put K-Wave app on. So I'm here in Bible studies right when I wake up. So I'm getting ready and doing my thing because they're just playing every 30 minutes Bible studies. And then from there, when I get in my car, I'll either put on a Chuck Smith CD or not a CD, uh, uh, a study, or I have Tony Evans or I have um, Skip Isaac, or I just get the Bible app and I just go through the Bible. Like I'm going through Luke right now and I just have the word reading through me. So there's all these different ways. Of, and that's just if you're on the go. And the idea is you're always in it. You're always in yeah. it, yeah. But then, like you're saying – but when you have time, if you have time to uh, – like today I'm traveling, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of moving around, moving and shaking. So I didn't have time to sit down and get into my Bible. So I'm listening to study on the way. But the best thing, like you were saying, is to – you have your Bible. Like I'll have a new – I buy a new – I like to go through new Bibles. I'll get a Bible and then I have a pen and a marker. Mm-hmm. And I just go through and I just read through the Bible and I mark it. Then when I'm done, close it up, boom, throw that one in, you know, in, in the office yeah. and then get a new one. Yeah. And I like going through new Bibles you know, because it's always new uh, – New mm-hmm. stuff to, yeah. that you read and you can mark. Mm-hmm. Instead of, I don't like going back to my old stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, is God speaking through this? I like it fresh, yeah. right? Yeah, if you look at all of I mean, all of us probably have multiple older Bibles that are all thrashed. Yeah. And the best uh, application that the Lord has given me is, is just noted within my own Bibles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. You write down when he spoke to you about certain things in your life. Yeah, all, all that stuff is valuable. You know, I think when it comes to uh, how to study the Bible, it just uh, depends on what your goal is, right? If it's just to have a, a good understanding of the Bible, I think uh, having a good study Bible is good. I think Bible, um, Bible uh, the Haley's Bible Handbook is phenomenal. Uh, to me, that's always the thing that always helped me the most. Yeah. It, and that just basically is a survey of the Bible. The study Bibles have the survey aspect to it as well. What I mean by that, brief introduction, who's the author, when it was written, right. what's the purpose, kind of key things like that. Mm-hmm. To me, I think that adds value because if you just look at your Bible and you're just like, well, I'm going to see what I'm going to read today and then you go here, <laughs> you're not going to really gain like full knowledge. Like I can use it for sure, but you're not going to gain understanding of, of the word. You're just not. Um, seeing the big picture it always helps me. Okay. I hear there's 66 books in the Bible. There's 39 in the Old Testament. There, there's 27 in the New Testament. Where do I start? You know, I, I want to get the full picture. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if you were, you know, you think about some of the great saga movies and stuff that like, like the Star Wars, right? Like you, you want to see, maybe you start in the middle and then you go from the beginning and then you get the full picture of everything, yeah. right? Yeah. But then if you don't know, you get kind of lost in like maybe depths and things that it, it makes reference to. Yeah. Same thing with the Bible. New Testament, there's a lot of references to the Old Testament. So if you don't know it, it's harder to understand. Mm-hmm. If you've never gone through the Bible before, I think it's always encouraged, like, start in the New Testament mm-hmm. just to get that appetite going to understand uh, how God speaks. But warn them about Matthew, the first yeah. chapter. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> Everyone always goes... Dude, you told me to start at the beginning of the New Testament. Yeah. That first child, what, what are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, your dad has always said that too. Like he, he's come to learn too, like to not have everybody start in the Gospel of John, right? So you had the first four. He, you told him to start in the Gospel yeah, of John. Yeah, start in the Gospel of John, which is the last <laughs> Gospel. You have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The reason what Ryan's talking about, the first uh, 16 verses, 17 verses 
of Matthew gives a genealogy of a bunch of names. And you're like, whoa, if this is how the Bible is going to be, I knew it was difficult and hard. Um, but if you just make it through that, it's, it's great. But John uh, has a more simple, basic flow to it. It's very easy. Um, and Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, though they are phenomenal and great and you need to go through it, if it's the first time going through the Bible, go through the Gospel of John. That would be sufficient enough to cover the gospel aspect. And then just keep going through the New Testament, which is Acts, which is the birth of the church, Romans, and all these letters that were written by Paul. Um, great application. All the things that you hear us talk about a lot of times have to do with what takes place throughout the epistles, just the, the Christian life, spiritual warfare. All those things are, are there all the way up to the book of Revelation, where it speaks about things of the future that's going to be taking place. So, And then once you get a good understanding of the New Testament, you're like, damn, I want to know the whole Bible. Then you go back to the Old Testament and you go back to Genesis. You start from the beginning. Genesis is actually a pretty simple book to read. I, I love the book of Genesis. Exodus is pretty simple. Once you get to about mid-30 chapters, that's where it gets a little bit difficult. You have to kind of like tread water to make it through all the, the details of like the, the tabernacle and brass and poles and all this yeah. kind of stuff. Um, but it is, it's great and it's phenomenal. But there are a lot of tools out there to help you do the journey. Um, for me, if I really, now, if you want to study the Bible as from a teacher aspect, yeah. I think like, um, like what that, that's saying. That's like to be, I want to explain that. Yeah. What you just said, that's like if you're just trying to, the, the first step of studying the Bible. Yes. But then if you want to get to that next level, yeah. this is what you're going to do. Yeah, you, you, you want to get a little bit deeper, yeah. you know. So if you're going to go through a book, like I'm going through the book of Romans. So you, number one, want to see, you want, you want to pray, identify the things already. Who wrote it, when it was written. Um, also, especially when it comes to the epistles, you know that it's linked to a man named Paul. So you want to find his, his missionary journeys through there. Like, What are the epistles? The epistles are all the letters. Epistles just letters, right? Yeah. So that is speaking. So people know where they're at. They're so, after Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Yes. They're the rest of the. Yes. It's, it's Romans and all the way through the book of Hebrews where it speaks about the Paul's epistles or Paul's letters. And then you have the general epistles or the general letters, which is James, uh, Peter, and John, and Jude. Mm -hmm. So um, when you're studying a book like that, you want to be able to know background. Now you can go back into maybe the culture of that time, like what, what's taken place. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's very valuable. Okay, what's the purpose of the letter? Mm -hmm. And then as you go through, to me, I just read through the text like Wade says, without any books, without any commentaries, I'll read right through it, just really kind of gain it, even before I even make any notes. Then I read it again, and then I start kind of writing things down, mm -hmm. kind of breaking, seeing the the, the, the heartbeat behind it. Mm -hmm. and, and once I put a study together, then I start building an outline and an introduction and all those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And then I go may, maybe go through, um, like for instance, in the New Testament, written in Greek, um, Blue Letter Bible, Wade brought it up, and that's a great resource, you know. Back in the day, you have the Strong's Concordance, which is basically you can take a word, let's say it's discipline, or let's say it's faith, let's say it's love, and in those old books, it'd be like a dictionary. You take that word, okay, what does it really mean? What's a deeper definition of that? The Blue Letter Bible, you can just type, you can go to Romans chapter 1, yeah. you hit a button that says interliner. Uh, uh, interlinear. Th yeah, interlinear. And then by it, you hit that word, and it kind of gives you a breakdown of that word. So you get a fuller picture of what, it, what it's saying right there. And then you go a little bit deeper. You start putting stuff together. And after you put together an outline of kind of a flow of a study, 
Uh, maybe there's a reference point in somebody that's good in a in a commentary. But yeah, commentary, any of those things should, should be the last. Usually it's, yeah. all it's doing is kind of confirming something to you. Maybe it enlightens you on a particular thing a little bit more. And then kind of listen to a Chuck Smith or some good Bible study guy as well. And what it does, it just gives you a full picture. Some of the value in my life and understanding the Bible is listening, growing. Mm-hmm. Like you can't give what you haven't received. Mm-hmm. So listening to Pastor Chuck or your dad over the years has been a way for me to see the vision, the picture of the Bible. And it's um, helped me in a lot of ways. Yeah, and the Holy Spirit, as you meditate, you know, there's that one scripture that says meditate on the laws of the Lord. Like when you meditate on the word and you read it over and over and you just keep – like for me, I've noticed that if you just kind of read it over and over and just wait, the Holy Spirit will speak to you Mm. about the text because he's the the teacher, Mm. right? He helps us. And even like when I put studies together – just kind of meditate on this, like what what is what's happening here? What, God, what are you saying? And He will He will speak to you through that. And that's just in your daily reading. Yeah. The Bible says this in First John two twenty seven. But the anointing which you have received from Him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true, and it is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. So the idea is we should trust the Holy Spirit to be our teacher as we're alone in the text. I, if I can give one one practical Absolutely. place to start real quick. Uh, there's been many times in my walk with the Lord where I have just taken the book of Philippians. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not going to read anything but Philippians, and I'm just going to sit alone with it. And I'm going to read it every day. It's only four chapters, four short chapters, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to take it for a week, and I'm going to read it in one sitting every day and what it begins to do for me is it allows me to outline the book in my mind and it speaks to me and I take just Philippians and I just go through it and it just allows me to hone in and focus a different approach to the Bible and then what ends up what ended up happening was I would take that approach with every book of the Bible so by the time you're done with the New Testament, you should be able to say, I know that I could ask one of you guys, what, what's in this chapter of that? And you'd be able to tell me. Interesting. And that's because I've, I've developed that mindset. But it was through the book of Philippians that mm-hmm. I really, I think I heard J. Vernon McGee mention, just sit alone with Philippians, read it every day for a week, let it speak to you. And then that, that really helped me because yeah. it allowed me to focus. Like you said, you're yeah. in the book of Luke right now. Yeah. It's yeah. like you're in it. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. you got to be in a book. You know, don't be all over the place. Yeah, true, yeah. true. Absolutely, just hopping around. Like, what do they call that when you open the page and you, and you put your, yeah. your finger down on a, on a verse and expect that to be the one? Um, all right, epic. Uh, no, we let got, me get, the, the, get the, another, another question. And this one has to do with parents and children. It says, what are some things that we can do as parents to raise children that are bold in their faith? I mean, obviously, we all have children. All of our ch- children are pretty young. Out of you guys, I have the oldest kids, uh, but... Um, you guys are right behind me as well. Like, what are some lessons like that you're seeing of the importance of growing or developing their faith? For I mean, for just for me right now, because I have younger kids. I mean, we're just we're, we're having them watch. You know, obviously take them to church, get them in you know um, the Bible school. Uh, what do you call it? Vacation Bible school. Mm-hmm. And then we're we're uh, letting them watch the I forget. It was like this this super book. Uh, yeah, super. Letting them watch. Um, the just the gospels and 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 uh just um christian it's biblical stuff because mm-hmm. you know when you're young you're just you absorb everything right yep. and then obviously you're, you're you're showing them by example leading by example how to pray and mm-hmm. and to I, I mean i mean they're they're so young but i mean i was talking to my daughter the other day and she uh she was saying that her and this boy at their school she's seven years old that 
they're that he's a Christian and they they talk about Jesus. Mm. And I'm like, you little evangelists, mm-hmm. you know, like this is amazing. Like I, yeah. we're just we're just they're young, so they're going to church, they're watching the Bible book and they're learning about Jesus. But it just it just comes out. Mm-hmm. It's like we've, we've said, you know, at the beginning of the show, garbage in, garbage out. You know, good spiritual stuff in, good sp- Jesus in, Jesus out. Yeah. And um, I mean, we haven't got you. You have kids that are older now, but for me, it's just coming out of them because it's in them. Yeah. So it just automatically comes out. But if they're not, they're watching, you know, Netflix and Amazon Prime and Disney all day long. That's what's going to come out of them. So just the boldness just comes out of them because that's. I had to tell my daughter. I said, "Hey, you know, I, actually, not everyone believes it." Because one, she was like, "Oh, well, there's this one guy, this one boy that doesn't believe in in God or Jesus." I said, "Hey, honey," I said, "You know, some people don't believe in God." She's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Well, you know, they don't, they don't, they just don't grow up around that." So she was blown away that mm-hmm. not everyone believes in in God. Mm-hmm. But you have older kids in high school, so that's you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. Your kids are older. Yeah. Yeah, older than mine. Yeah, well, they're around the same right. age. Yeah. Oh, yeah, eight, yeah, yeah. Eight years old. It, it, it goes quick, you know. And it, the time of being young is very valuable, just like in anything. Like when you build a foundation, it's always going to help you in the future, you know. So my kids got were brought up here, you know, and there's good Bible teaching here. Uh, that's always been valuable. Of you know having that time in their lives where that hasn't left them. Like they have reference points to many things of the Bible. There have been many times where I've driven, they love quizzing, like, and on everything. Like, we'll be driving home, and we've done this since they were young. Like, sometimes it would be baseball players and basketball players of all time, like, in whoever cannot say that last one. But then it was Bible characters. And dude, like, especially Jet, he would know so many, like, gazillions, <laughs> like, stuff I even think of, like, yeah. the Old Testament character, like, a uh-huh. name. I'm like, are you serious? Like, but it's crazy because that's in his heart to say that. And then even just last night, we were doing a study before they went to bed, and I didn't think he was paying attention. And so I said this reference. I'm like, do you know what? The, and I forget what it was, but um, he's like, he just knew. Like, he just connected the dots of, like, another story that's in the Bible just off the hip. That's important. And, again, it all comes down to encouraging them and developing their own relationship with God. You know, one thing for my older boys right now, which is cool, is they committed to going through the Bible in a year because they've gone through, you know, school here where they they know the whole, you know, the main stories of the Bible, but and they've read through, but going through it like verse by verse, and they have, they've done a reading program since the beginning of the year, and they've been on point on it. Like every day, they get up and they read, and they make that time before they do all their schoolwork and everything. Um, I mean, they, they've already plowed through the Leviticus and all those hard oh, books, uh-huh. you know. I w- I've been surprised because sometimes it's kind of hard. Yeah. Um, but just plowing through, just kind of building that foundation, seeing that they can do it is a good thing. And then developing them, developing them to pray as well. You know, my youngest son, Uriah, like he never liked to pray in public, dude. Like he's kind of shy in some yeah. ways. Yeah. Um, Wade says he's never heard him talk. Like he doesn't talk a lot in person. I don't think I've ever heard him talk yet. <laughs> At home, he doesn't shut up. But he never like <laughs> he never liked to pray in public, and he wouldn't. No, no. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, in the last six months, it's changed. Yeah. And now he'll pray. And he told my wife the other day, he's like, "Mom, I like praying. Like it's, you know, it makes me feel good. Like it's it's like a cool thing." Though he yeah. prayed in his heart. Praying with words and praying in, in, a, in you know, we're going to hear what, whatever. It's a cool thing. Ah, it's sick. Yeah, no, it's just got to be real. Your relationship with God has got to be real. They got to see the good, the bad, the ugly. They got to see you working through 
through challenges in your own life. And it's got to be, you know, like the children of Israel, you know, the commandment was to talk about them on the way and to talk about when you rise up, when you lay down, like the Lord has to be the Lord of your life. And you'll be amazed of what your children can, can comprehend. And like my, my daughter was telling me about the Gibeonites the other day and how, she, you know, we shouldn't get in, you know, the Lord's <laughs> been showing me I really shouldn't have this get in this relationship, relationship with this other guy or excuse me this other girl just because i don't know what she's into right now and <laughs> like, i just so gotta awesome. pray i mean dude she's a trip man she's going yeah. she's reading your dad's doctrines books oh and it's like, my goodness so you ne- my point is never underestimate a child yeah and what the lord is really doing in their heart yeah even like you know your eyes a quiet kid my, my middle one too blows me away she was telling me the story of the 10 lepers the other day and it's just like the Lord, their hearts are so pure, mm-hmm. and you just want it to be real. For me, my parents walked away from the Lord, marriage disseminated, and I was confused because my only example was carnal Christianity. Uh-huh. But I want my kids to see a, the power of the Holy Spirit at work in, in our family and in our lives. So always pointing them back to the Lord. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Well, we have four minutes uh, left. I don't know if we have enough time to do another question let's just do a little yeah. recap on everything um so if you're out there and you're struggling with depression it, it's you're gonna have to watch the first half of the show but it's a big loaded question there's many things that can cause this stuff um don't stay stuck doing nothing walk by faith get up go meet with your doctor have them run a blood test you know, you might be a chemical off. Your diet might be messed up. Go get, go break some sweat. If you don't like working out like me, I don't like working out. Go walk. Go put a Bible study in. Go listen to the Bible app and and go on a walk through the neighborhood and go take it to go take a walk, fast walk for an hour. Go break a sweat. Come back and see how you feel. I guarantee you'll be feeling a lot better. Um, but definitely feed your spirit. and um, go break a sweat and try those two things. It's it's a fact. It's medically. Um, proven that you will feel better. You can't just sit and and be depressed at your house. You got to get up and you got to go. God did not create you for that. Get around people that love God that will encourage you. If you're around people that are not encouraging you or not making, uh, they're just bringing you down. Switch it up. You know what I mean. There's just things you got to do. Uh, you got to switch it up. And then, as far as the kids go, you know, I'm I'm actually really inspired. I'm gonna go with the. I'm home right now for a couple months, so um, starting tomorrow. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get in that Bible book, and I want to start charging charging through it with uh, my kids mm-hmm. now that I'm home. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's gonna be a fun little fun thing to do with them. They're already in it, but I'm gonna join them yeah, now cool. now that I'm home. Um, so I'm excited about that, but we can do little things, you know, to just get, get the, the Bible into the kids and, yeah. um, see their life changed. But well, I think everything that we're talking about, we talked about today, Ryan, is just a reality of the battle that we're in, in this world. There's a spiritual battle going on. There's just so many things coming in so many directions mm-hmm. and the results is it is causing depression on various levels. There is oppression, mm-hmm. um, and then we talked about like the studying of the word of God and raising up children. Like those are combating the the thing that we're going through in this world. It's always going to be seeking the Lord through prayer, through the word, yeah. living a spirit led life. Yeah. Those are the things that are going to give us victory in this world that we're living in today. You got to do something though. You can't yeah. just sit and, and be idle yeah. and and be bored. You know, um, and stop feeling sorry for yourself. You know, like. You gotta, even though you've been through some, I'm not saying that you have, you're, you're listening now and you might haven't, you haven't been through hard stuff, 
But, uh, you know, you look at, like we were talking about Daryl Strawberry. He, his dad was pulling a shirt off and whipping him with an extension cord, and they wanted to kill his dad. His dad pulled a shotgun on him. He was dysfunctional. He's messed up. But he gave his life to Christ, and he didn't get discipled until later on. Once he got discipled, then that's when his life started changing. So it's all about reading, praying, and obeying, and God will do the, the work in your life. Go to the YouTube channel. Go to Ryan Reese Official. Subscribe. Um, what else? Go to the Whosoever's. We've got some products. You can donate to the cause to continue to fuel our mission as we go out. We have like 10 different ambassadors bringing the Great Commission globally. I have a book out called Kill the Noise, Finding Meaning Above the Madness. Kill the Noise with Ryan Reese. Um, it's everywhere books are sold. It's a discipleship, faith builder book to take you into new levels with Christ um, and will help you um, – just go deeper with it, man. So thank you guys for being on. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Don't forget to check out Calvary Chapel Golden Springs. My dad does Bible studies. You guys all teach here as well. Sundays, Sunday services here in L.A., uh, Diamond Bar in Los Angeles area, 8, 10, and 12. And I do teach her almost once a month, depending on my tour schedule. So we're here. And what else goes on here? Just all now, Bible school and all kinds of awesome stuff. A, a lot of stuff. You can go to CalvaryGS.org. Get there, and we will talk to you guys next Saturday night, same time on this station. Peace. This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan, Click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for The Ryan Reese Show. Have you ever attempted to read the entire Bible? Did you do it, or did you only make it part way? I'm John Stonge, and I host a podcast that will make it possible for you to make it through the entire Bible, one chapter at a time. I've been hosting the Chapter a Day Audio Bible Podcast since 2015, and every single day of the week, I read one chapter of Scripture, then follow that up with a time of prayer. And if you're looking for daily insights and inspiration directly from God's Word, I hope you'll give the Chapter a Day Audio Bible a listen. You can find it at lifeaudio.com or on on your favorite podcasting app.